0: Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Father, we pray as we come together this day in the house of the Lord that the house of the Lord shall be the house of the glory of the Lord. and The Shekinah glory will cover our lives and will settle in our homes. Shekinah, which means to settle down and rest upon. And rest upon all then that are in this place and those who are watching us via the internet. So many people monitoring us from wherever they are in the world and joining in on this service, we bless them too. And Father, we pray this day that the word of the Lord shall be the word of the Lord. Therefore, bless us now on this day as we bless your people and take us too to a new day, a new year, because much will change. It holds much change the year of 2023 that's right ahead of us all. But for now, we want to celebrate Jesus Christ. For we have no hope. Christmas means nothing without Jesus. And so, Father, we thank You for the Word of God this morning. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, take the service. Thank You, Lord. Amen. We give glory to God the Father through Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. And uh, I often think of saying to you, Merry Christmas. I have a dictionary open straight in front of me that says these words. "Uh, Merry, for if you're merry, it means to be cheerful, cheery, Uh, High-spirited, blithe, bright, and sunny. Then um, characterized by festivity and enjoyment. On a more informal note also, slightly and good-humoredly drunk. It means after the third beer, he began to feel quite merry. Makarios to you. Blessed be you, our citizens of the kingdom of God. Amen. On the day of Christ, which is in Hebrew Messiah, Mashiach. Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus the Messiah. It has a direct reference. When you say Christ and you say Mus. the Miss refers to a mass of like the Roman Catholic Church and they have their sequent events, events that take place there. But when you say christ miss, you say Asaya day, same thing. Or Asiya saia-miss, if you want to. So, in Afrikaans, Afrikaanse woordeluis, gesegde spreekwoorde en woordestudie van die etymologie van die Afrikaanse taal, dan kyk ons, dan sien ons, dat het eindelijk nie a kersse feest is nie. Maar dis die Christusfeest. Amen. And give Come on, praise God. Now having said that, I can move on straight into the message for this day, and uh, see how the Lord is doing, and what He wants us to know, and so on and so forth. Since the fourth, and with the concert of the fourth. Uh, we never went away more than I just preferred to stay here. This time of the year is just like very rough. And I notice a lot of people did the same thing. And you're uh, here, here also. But I have a journal. This is just a journal. It's got my name on it. And um, somebody gave it to me sometime. And I walk around with little points. And New Year, some pages. Christmas, some pages. Just right as we go through life over this period of time until now. Now, having said that, in Isaiah 8, verse 8, actually, yeah, Isaiah 8, will, verse 8, he will pass through Judah, and excuse me and bear with me if I move a little bit fast because I've got a lot of things I could share with you and it's going to take the whole of Christmas Day if I do that. So Isaiah 8, verse 8, He will pass through the land. He will overflow and pass over. He will reach up to the deck and stretching out his wings and will fill the breath of your land, O Emmanuel. Matthew 1, 23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Who is this Emmanuel, God with us? Habakkuk 1 verse 12 says, Are you not from everlasting? O Lord, my God, my Holy One, we shall not die. Now, An interesting story takes place also. Here we have the brother of Jesus, Andrew, uh, of of Stephen, um, Peter, the apostle. Then one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. This is John chapter number one, verse number 40. Verse 41. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we... Have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. We have found the Messiah, and which is translated the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. The book of Micah, chapter number five, verse number two, says your beginnings, O Lord. are from everlasting interesting speech from the prophet Daniel in chapter nine he forespeaks the one whose beginnings are from everlasting and um, the angel Gabriel appearing here to the prophet Daniel Chapter number nine, verse number 25. Therefore know and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublesome times. And after 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. Messiah shall be crucified but not for himself. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So saying, therefore, we have found him, we have found the Messiah, we begin to think about this man. Now I'm just going to take some of these notes, once it's just preach, but there are so many nice things in here that really got to me, and I I, I need to be sure because it goes on pages. And I wrote here, who then is this one man, this one man, Mashiach, the Messiah, the Christ, upon whom billions have hoped and who controls all of our lives. He began in a humble setting of a manger He ended on a cross. It is written in the annals of Pontius Pilate that Jerusalem was turned upside down when suddenly the grave was open and the Messiah, God the Father, raised His Son as the first begotten from the dead. The Messiah was not there in a grave. You cannot crucify You cannot bury the Word of God. It just does not happen. So therefore, this particular scripture here says, Luke 23, 19 says, that all things, actually it's John 1, verse 3, says all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. He was in the world, John 1, verse 10, And the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. It goes on. Even in the book of Colossians, tells you that he made all things, and all things existed, were created by him and for him. Now, who then is this man? The world history has begun. From history to history, if you pass over 2,000 years, it's like a comet in the sky, like Halley's Comet, that you could see with the naked eye, that that, that stretched so far over 2,000 years. Now, in the year 2022, there are more believers than ever, ever, and they are still increasing, of people that believe in Jesus Christ. There is no other name under heaven by which a man can be saved, except through the name of Jesus Christ. There's no other religion. There's no other custom. There's no other... Other person or thing created by which a man can be saved. Only through Jesus you love. Jesus is the essence of Christmas Day. Let me tell you now, spiritual growth is impossible without Jesus. He is the Word. If you know the Word, you grow. The Word causes you to grow. Now then, Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You take in the Word of God. He is the Word who became flesh. The Bible says in John 3, 34, He whom God sent, spoke the Word of God. For God did not give him the Spirit by measure. It's the Word that spoke the Word. And we had the Holy Spirit without measure. They didn't know then and they didn't know now. If you look at the world system out there, they have a Merry Christmas bombarding people with little fake stories. I see in America headline news on Fox News early this morning that, uh, that I checked, just checked the, the, the headline news. And uh, I saw that they have now got a movement against this whole thing of Father Christmases and jingle bells and jingle bells and more jingle bells and ho, ho, ho. It's all fake. And people are saying enough of all of that. It's all about Jesus. We don't sell a lie. We don't sell a lie. We sell the truth. Jesus is Lord. Stand up and praise His holy name. Come on. Come on, shout hallelujah. I must watch out. I'm going to start preaching here. Have we got a menu for you on New Year's Eve also? I say. Matthew 1, 21, I'm just going to give you some points and we get some, just some nice stuff with it. Who then is this one man upon whom billions have hoped and who controls all our lives? Matthew 21, one twenty one. He will save. Salvation ex- expresses itself in many ways. Salvation from death. Salvation from sickness. Salvation from trouble. Salvation from storms. Salvation. Salvation from the fiery oven, even in the case of Daniel's friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Salvation is the all inclusive word. God saves. The meaning of the name Yeshua, Jesus, Savior, He's your Savior. Whoever believes in Him will be saved. Isn't that enough to get you healed? Give the Lord another praise offering right now. He is the creator of all things. I am always amazed with astronomy and looking at the the grandeur. I was thinking this morning, very early. I was thinking of the grandeur of the universe, and I'm always so fascinated with it. And I think it is just so amazing. But He is the creator of all things. Ephesians three nine, Colossians one sixteen. It goes on tape. Ephesians three nine, Colossians one sixteen, and Revelation chapter number four and verse number one. John 1, verse 3. All things were made by Him. Then He is our healer. I go on. Psalm hundred and seven twenty: He sent His Word and He healed His people. How many of you say, I am healed? Amen. Now the price has been paid in the power of the blood of Jesus. By the power of the stripes of Jesus, you were healed 2,000 years ago. Listen to me. If you take, if I just take my own birth date, 1947, I live, what's your birth date? What's the birth year? What's your, okay. I live 1,947 years after Christ is my date. You live 1,000, no, there's secrets here, very big secrets. Some lady would say, oh, I was born in, uh, nose growing now, uh, the year 2000. (laughs) But your birth date refers to the beginning of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem. Your birth date. So you go to a graveyard, you go to a tombstone, and it says, born in such a date after Christ, died in such a date after Christ. In the meantime, in the middle, there's a little line. That line signifies your entire life here on earth. If that's not there, you will find on top of every tomb, almost everywhere around the world, the majority symbol on top of tombs is a cross. The entire Western world and its educational service which happened, the whole system that happened in the days of, of, since the days of the Roman Roman Empire, not the Roman Catholic Church but the Roman Empire. After the death and the resurrection of Christ he's ascending into heaven from the Mount of the Olivet in Acts chapter number 1. After his death and resurrection the Christianity-driven, Jesus Christ-driven community of believers set up the educational system of the world. Think about it. Everybody else copied in on it, but it comes through Jesus Christ. Hospitals are named after Him. Schools are named after Him. Just behind us here is a Trinity school of the Holy Trinity. He's the conqueror. He's the slayer of the dragon. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. Behold, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Omega, I am the beginning and the end. The first and the last. And I hold in my hands the keys of life and death. Actually the keys of Hades. Hell and death and life. He has the key. To impart life to you. He says, behold, I was dead and I am alive. He lives in the power of an endless life. Let's go on. He's the conqueror, the slayer of the dragon. He defeated the devil. We must remember those words. He, Jesus, defeated the devil. When he came out of that tomb, There was a war that was done with. The devil had been completely defeated, stripped. You can read in the book of Colossians some beautiful verses there. Stripped of all of his power, Jesus took the keys of life and death, Hades and and, and hell itself out of his hand. No control in his hand. Now it was Jesus forevermore. He's the one who gave us authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. He is the imparter of the anointing. He is the Lord of all. He is highly exalted, and every knee shall bow. Did you hear that? Every knee shall bow. I heard Nancy Pelosi say in America, Well, whatever you believe. She gave a last speech, and that was a last speech. Well, you know, Americans, whatever you believe, we believe one. There is but one God. He has a son called the Son of God. He is the Messiah. He solves your problems. You pick up the book of the Word of God. You read that book. Faith comes by hearing. You live a different life to anybody else that is not in Christ Jesus. Here today are the people assembled in the house of the Lord who know about Jesus and you know about all these things. It's not a jingle bell that's going to get you saved. It's neither gonna be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Dine Ranger, reindeer, ranger, whatever. <laughs> That's a new one. They better not steal that. <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Amen. You look nervous, Rudolph. <laughs> he gets very nervous. I walked to his office the other day. I say, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He says, Ah, pastor, pastor. He nearly. Fell out of his chair, but don't worry. Don't worry, you must just, we'll talk it through. I'll, I'll counsel with you. Amen, give the Lord a praise offering, amen. <laughs> Father Christmas saved nothing. It's a fictitious. It is something, it's an imagination. And the world ran straight after it because the devil tried everything in his power to suppress the truth. Romans chapter number one, verse 18, in unrighteousness. But now the wrath of God has been revealed from heaven and a king shall reign in righteousness and the the government of the world shall be upon his shoulder. He shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Of this day we have, you know, there are some people living some distance from us and every now now and then, they strike up all sorts of music instruments, and, and, and uh, you hear all these speakers. They just, they just go right through the night. This morning, they stop still playing music. Allah has no merry. <laughs> Where's the nearest tree or wall or something to hold on? They're now merry. Merry. But you, Jesus used the word makarios in Matthew chapter number 5 in the Sermon of the Mount. When He began to speak and He said these words, Blessed are the, the, the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. The word that He used there is the word makarios. It means that which belongs to heaven, to the Almighty God Himself, has come and is available to you. The blessing of Christmas. Makarios, on this day, to all of you, all that which heaven has got, every spiritual blessing of the heaven is in Christ Jesus. You are blessed with the blessing of Abraham. Jesus loves you. He has died for you. And when you are died with Christ, in fact, the Bible says, we have been crucified with Christ. Paul the Apostle says in Galatians 6 verse 14, he says, for me there is needless, no further need to boast. Except for the cross of Jesus Christ, through whom I have been crucified to the world and the world to me. He's the possessor of all things. And we, through covenant with Jesus, by faith, become joint heirs with Christ. He is the king of the kingdom of God. And by the way, the year 2023, and you'll find out on Saturday night when we have the New Year's Eve prophetic service. The kingdom of God is, is the stamp over 2023 and a lot more. But central to it is the king and the kingdom. Let me tell you something. In the year of 2023, we're going to do everything in our power to advance the kingdom, to get souls saved, to get people. And, and like Reinhard Bunker would say, we plunder hell and we populate heaven. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Hallelujah. He's the rider on the white horse. Revelation chapter 19 from verse number 11, when he ascends from heaven wearing many crowns. He's got a garment dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. He is the rider of the white horse who destroys the Antichrist and he destroys the beast, the false prophet and the beast, the Antichrist and the beast. And then he casts them into the lake of fire with a sword that comes out of his mouth. Then he deals with the devil himself in Revelation chapter number 20 and from the 10th verse where Satan himself is cast into the lake of fire, which is the eternal judgment of, of God upon the evil, of all the evil. He's the rider of the white horse. He's the heavenly bridegroom. He is coming back for his church. Now he is, if there's a very, you would almost say a hot, warm, white hot, warm prophecy, then you find that in the book of First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 23, where you see these words so very clear. In Thessalonians 4, verse 13, 23, 4, 23. You find out about the Lord himself shall depart, well, shall arrive with the sound of the trumpet, and the dead in Christ will rise, and we who are with them will be by no means ahead of them, but we together will rise up to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we be forever with the Lord. Then takes place the marriage supper of the Lamb in Revelation chapter 19 up to verse number 9. Blessed is he whose name is written in the book of life. You see, he has a book. He has a book. The book is called the book of life. Your eternal life hangs on one question, one single question. What did you do with Jesus Christ? Did you receive him in your life? Did you ignore him? Did you ignore this book of him? Did you just ignore him and said, I'm not quite ready for it now. What about if the church departs? The Bible is very clear that we all shall be caught up, First Thessalonians chapter 4 from 23, we shall all be caught up, it's a Greek word called harpazo, which means to snatch up in a hurry, for our mortal bodies will be changed in a twinkling of an eye. In a moment, it's the Greek word atomo, an atomic split second of time itself. So if you have less time than that, it would be no time. So, the writer, which is the Apostle Paul, says it's going to take an atomic particle of time for all of you and I, all of us, to depart and to be with the Lord in the air. Thus shall we forever be with Him. The word is eternal life. You cannot, that's why the universe fascinates me, you cannot understand the spiritual dimension of the kingdom of God, which is with us this day, if you do not understand that we are, Can I say, captured by the laws of physics for as long as we live? But gravity has no power, I say again, no power when the man has died or the woman has died and they descend to be ascend to be with the Lord in the air. When you die and you depart to paradise in the third heaven, there's no such thing as gravity. So the laws of the kingdom of God and movement within the kingdom of God. I call it the physics of non-physics, are astounding. When you look at time and you look at, 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 at the whole of creation by whom all things have been created by Him, if you look at it all and you say to yourself, Lord, how these people, even with all their rockets and stuff, ever going to get past the moon and to Mars and maybe just within the solar system? There's no way that the human being can reach the speed of light. It all belongs to God. But when you leave this earthly body, this body that's sown in a grave, in a cemetery, a body of corruption, this body is changed. In a moment, the graves will be opened and the dead in Christ shall rise. Did you know that the word cemetery, if I say cemetery, the word Cemetery means the resting place until Christ comes. That's the Greek word cemetery. In other words, if you bury somebody, you lay him to rest, like they did all the years right through the Bible with Jesus. All the way from the beginning of Adam and Eve, there is a place where is a resting place. And the graves will be open, and the dead in Christ shall rise. And then we all shall be together in the air. He's the intercessor, he lives forever to make intercession with the Father. He's the first begotten from the dead, Colossians 1 verse 18. He's the revelator of true love. John 3:16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He is the light of the world. He his impact, he and his impact on the world on the people of planet earth, remains unparalleled by any other historic figure ever. He had the greatest impact of all of mankind, of the into- since Adam and Eve till now. Nobody, nobody could even come close to the impact of Jesus Christ upon society. The greatest impact actually happened after death, I've written it here in my notes, is now greater than ever. It's the foundation of the European and also the civilized world. The moral standard, which is going out the door right now. He presents the world with a moral standard. He presents the world with his word. He says to you, you can grow. He says to you that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit if you believe in Him unto the salvation of your soul, the commitment of your life to Him. He is the Messiah. Messiah. Everybody say Messiah. Now He's coming back for us. All the names that are written in Jesus' book of life will live on and on and on eternally with Him. Now, he left heaven and he came to save us. He was on a mission. His beginnings are from everlasting. But here on earth, in the most humble of surroundings, I've been there so many times, in Beit Lechem, the house of bread, and by the way, it says in the Bible, it says, You, Bethlehem, Ephrata, out of you shall come from one who is the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, the King, the Prince, the King of Glory. What does Ephrata mean? It means in the, in the that's actually half Aramaic, it's used by both languages, Aramaic and Hebrew. It means the tomb or the resting place of uh, Rachel. Rachel's tomb is very close to Bethlehem or Bethlehem. And it says, you, Ephrata, you, Bethlehem, and then Ephrata, out of you shall come forth the prince, the king of glory, the Messiah, close to the place where Rachel lies in rest. There is the place where Jesus Christ was born. And like Maud said so beautifully, he came to Africa. And Africa, I was thinking, you know, this morning, she's talking about Africa and Jesus, the Messiah, going there and being protected in Egypt just a couple of hundred years prior to that. He quickly worked that out. Just a short period prior to that. God judged the gods of Egypt. Now, with that being done, the Messiah goes in there and he's preserved in Africa. Listen to me. There is a future for Africa. Now, there is such... Okay, let me tell you this quickly. You talk about church history and world history. Let me just quickly run through this thing. You have got your empires of civilization, and let's begin with the time of the Roman Empire at the time of Jesus Christ. Just pick it up right there. Then you have the Christian church spreading itself into the place called Turkey, where Asia Minor in Turkey, and you find there Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamus, Theodore, Sardis, the Philadelphia, Laodicea, and not far from uh, Laodicea is also the city of Colossa, where you have the seven churches of the Apocalypse of the Revelation. They have a center point where the churches, let me use that word, they're just hot. They're on fire. They're burning with a fervent fire. Peter is in Ephesus. Timothy is in Ephesus. Paul goes to Ephesus. Mary goes to Ephesus. There is a place where they say that there could have been 100,000 people in that congregation there. That place was hot, but then, in a period of time when we visited, then we we I toured all those churches. When we went there, I noticed that now it's only the remains, and and and, and it's just you know it's just remains of what once was. For example, the church of Laodicea, and uh, what once was the ch- the church of Philadelphia. Philadelphia, which is a very similar city with a hill like here behind us, and then just below the hill you have got the, still only the pillars reminding, like you would have those pillars, and that's all that reminds, remi- reminds, uh, remains, should I say, from that period of time. Then, with that being said, when they were now, when they had their season, the, 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 the focus of God shifted onto Europe. Now, it was time for the European Christian society to manifest itself into Europe. When Europe became lukewarm and they talked to me, and I was shocked when they they speak about the post-Christian society of Europe. When they became lukewarm, there was again a shift. God moved over to the United States. So the United States became the focal point, shall I say, the place of the fire that would spread to the nations of the world, among others, Dr. John G. Lake that arrived here in the early previous century. And then he planted churches and established the kingdom of God and the entire Pentecostal church in this nation. It's just an amazing thing. Now, with America and all the immorality that's happening there, and I say, and I spoke to Maud, you can never comb, you can never generalize, because in the United States there are clearly, Wonderful servants of God. They are clearly people that are really on fire for Jesus. But if you take a look on the other side and you look at Hollywood, maybe you know that name, and you look at all the other stuff that is there, the immorality, all the marches and all the riots and all the things, they even have a, a statue of Satan. Now, I think at the moment it's in Detroit City they have anything any form of moral immorality there is no rule there's no value system and the heat the focal point is busy shifting listen to me to africa it began with jesus in north of africa now it's come making made a whole circle it's reached all the population of the earth i believe we here in South Africa are on the cutting edge of the great awakening. I believe the focal point of the fire of God is, I really believe that, is right here now upon Africa. It's not with no reason that if you look at the national statistics, you look at 80% of the population in this country, 80% of the people say we're Christian. Of all the people of the nation, Wherever I go, I speak. Wherever I go, I talk to people. I immediately introduce myself, say, I'm the Maruti, I'm the Mfundis. I am, uh, you know, I'm the pastor or whatever. And they immediately, they just, just, there is such a beauty in the people of this land. There is an unspeakable beauty in the people of this land. And they are all happy. And they talk to me as if they've known me forever. And I enjoy every second of it. This country is on the edge of the awakening that will spill over into the great final harvest before the coming of the king. Give the Lord a praise offering. Listen, you can't stamp out Christianity. You can't say, well, what is this whole story about Jesus in a manger and all of that stuff? They know not what they do and they know not what they say. Listen, Christianity is like a nail. The harder you strike it, the deeper it drives in. What Jesus, I'll close with this. What Jesus did, what Jesus said, Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day, the band could come forward, will one day walk on water. He will open the eyes of the blind. He will open the ears of the deaf. And great multitudes, the Bible says, followed him there. And he healed them all. He is the Messiah. I had this simple picture placed there. The manger, Messiah, the star, and ultimately the cross, and now the kingdom of God. We, if we commit, we can grow spiritually substantially. This church happens to be a church where there's a high level of knowledge. We have a strong Bible school here, and when people really just commit to God and they begin to grow, don't drift around from church to church. Be faithful, be loyal, be committed. Serve Jesus, depart from evil, Have faith in God, have the fear of the Lord, depart from evil, and God will bless you. And indeed, like the Greek word that Jesus used right there, makarios, that which belongs to heaven has now become available to you. So that you can have life and live life and have it abundantly. That you can be blessed in your coming out and you're blessed in your going in. That you will be blessed in the fruit of your basket that you will be blessed in the work of your hands, that you will be blessed in the fruit of your body, that you will be blessed in your property and whatever you own on earth, that you will be blessed, which means you will advance with the help of God And He will take care of the obstacles that would hinder you. That you would be blessed and be an achiever. And God would make all of your plans succeed. Did you hear me now? God will make all your plans succeed. This is Christmas Day. This is our day for Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a praise offering. Stand up everybody. You cannot leave this building. First put your hand on your heart. The other hand you raise to heaven. And you say, I confess. With my mouth, I believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and His Lordship over my life. And I believe in my heart that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead. Therefore, I am saved. I repent of sin, I turn away from evil. I fully give my life in the hand of God. Lord Jesus, save me, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Write my name in the book of life of the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Indeed, Lord, I am blessed in Jesus' name. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. The Lord bless you and keep you on this Christmas day. This day has all meaning for you, has all power and all revelation for you. And that He will grant you salvation and keep you safe and peacefully. All the days of your life, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But you are more than a conqueror, accepted in the Beloved. You're a joint heir with Christ. You are a child of God. Blessed are you with the blessing of this day as we celebrate Jesus Messiah, Lord of all. God bless you. Amen. Give the Lord one final praise offering. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefoulsonline.com.